We need to shake up and we need to wake up in Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hi, welcome to this week's episode on Light Words with Pastor Scott Huffman. Today's message is how to make a crossover. Pastor Scott is joined with his wife, Marilyn, and daughter, Casey. All right, Casey, let's read Numbers, Mm -hmm. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, chapter 13, verse number 30. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. Praise God. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you and praise you for this beautiful day here in Southern California. We pray, Lord, that you would anoint this broadcast, that you would touch every hearer and and viewer today, Lord, that your spirit would minister to them, Lord. If there's sickness, we pray for healing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We release the power of God upon them right now in the name of the Lord. And we ask now, Lord, that you'd strengthen us, anoint us, fill us with your spirit, and bless us and strengthen us in the word of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise God. So what is a crossover? It's a place or point where a change is made from one place or position to another. A crossover is a change in life as directed by the Lord. A crossover is a way to achieve new success and blessing in our lives. How would everybody like that? (laughs) New success, new blessing. Sometimes God makes changes in our lives and we need to be sensitive to his calling and direction. Hey guys, what crossovers are you facing? Do you have the courage to make the change? It could change your life forever. We cross over and move with God under his direction and leading. Let's read Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, a familiar passage. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not in your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Amen. He shall direct your paths. But we have to trust in the Lord with what? All our hearts. You know, I've had several major crossovers in my life. Suppose I'm sure you have too. Firstly, I came to Christ on a balmy night in Palm Springs, California at age 14, and I was born again. Jesus said, you must be born again. Later, I crossed over by meeting my wife and becoming one with her, and she's been my soulmate through life. It truly has been a marriage made in heaven. Then I crossed over by being filled with the Holy Spirit. And by the way, if you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, you can. And I received an anointing of his power and blessing in my life. Then later, I crossed over from being a public school teacher, which Casey is, to a minister and pastor and called a full-time ministry. Ten years ago, our family went through a major crossover. We moved from L.A. County, I point that way, (laughs) to Orange County. That's where we are now, strategically placed for our work and ministry. We came down here in 24 hours. And the Lord showed me the devil never saw it coming. He didn't see us going from L.A. County to Orange County. But we are strategically planned for a purpose. And God's going to fulfill that purpose. Hallelujah. That was indeed a crossover. Crossovers are when we make changes for the better in our life as directed by the Lord. I believe there's a major crossover coming to the church in the body of Christ. You say, Pastor, what do you mean? Well, we're being prepared for a mighty move and work of God coming upon planet Earth. We must cross over to prepare ourselves as we're going to see millions of people coming to the Lord in faith in Jesus Christ, and a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It will be typified by miracles, signs, and wonders to demonstrate the power of God. 
Let's read Isaiah 40, 3 through 5. This is the words of, uh, of Isaiah prophetically speaking about John the Baptist. Yeah. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. See, all flesh will see it together. When this move comes from God, this mighty outpouring, all flesh will see it. Everyone will see it. This move of God happening in the earth. Just as we saw that pandemic come in, uh, which was terrible. Now we're going to see the blessing of God as he pours out his spirit in a mighty way. So let's make the changes, you know, that we need to do. Did you know the word repentance? Some people get nervous with that word repentance because they think of a, a preacher with a bony finger shaking people over the fires of hell. But really repentance, as Jesus preached it, is a change of mind. It's a change of heart and a change of action and a change of direction. You're going one way and you make the decision to go a different way. You make the decision. So let's prepare ourselves for this great outpouring of the Spirit. We need to shake up and we need to wake up in Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's begin in the Word of God with Abraham, the father of faith. We're to walk in the steps of Abraham's faith. God called Abraham to leave his hometown, his homeland, and family and go to a place the Lord would show him. Could you do that? Could you uproot right now and move if God told you to move? Well, he did. Let's read Hebrews 11.8. One of my favorite chapters. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he could, where he would receive his inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. You know, if we want to define faith, faith is an assurance, and it's a confidence. It's also a trust. Praise God. And faith also is going, not knowing where you're going. <laughs> Everybody says, brother, you must have a plan. Well, sometimes God doesn't reveal the, reveal the fullness of his plan. But we need to respond and obey and go when he says to go. Amen. And he'll take you to the next step. God had brought Abraham into the land of Canaan and had greatly blessed him by making him extremely wealthy and prosperous. Some people say, oh, brother, that's not spiritual. You shouldn't be wealthy and prosperous. Well, Abraham was, and he was the father of faith. Abraham was blessed in all facets of life due to his, his faith. He believed God, and it was accounted unto him for what? Righteousness. Look at Genesis 12, 1 through 3. Now the Lord had said to Abraham, Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and I will... Sh and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. And in all the families of all the earth shall be blessed. You know, the blessing of Abraham is ours in Christ. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. But that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through faith in Jesus Christ. That's us. And let's read Genesis, Casey, yeah. 13, 2. Okay. Abram was very rich in livestock and silver and in gold. You see, if God prospers you in your life, okay? Now, we're not all going to be Elon Musk, okay? <laughs> Who's the richest man in the world, so they say. But God does want to prosper his people and bless them. And that really is a sign of blessing in his life when you're serving the Lord. Amen? Mm -hmm. Now, at some point, Abraham and his nephew became so wealthy 
and prosperous, they had to go separate ways. I guess that's not so bad, is it? And so Abraham gave Lot the choice. You go where you want to go, and I'll go where I want to go. And so Abraham chose to stay in the land of Canaan. And uh, he chose the plains there, the land of blessing. But Lot, what did he choose? He chose Sodom, the land of sin and depravity and compromise. Let's read it, Genesis 12, 17 and 18. But the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues. Because whoa, 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 Genesis. Oh, oh, I am in Genesis. Maybe 13? 12, uh, 17 and 18. Oh, I think it's thir- Oh, maybe it's 13. not 12. I think it's 13. Yes, yes. Okay. Arise, walk in the land through its yes. length and its width, for I will give it to you. The neighbor moved his tent and went and dwelt by the trees of... Mamre, yep. which are in Hebron, and built an altar there to the Lord. So Abraham stayed in the plains in the land of blessing, and God said, Walk through the land, the height, the depth, the breadth, the length, because I've given it all to you in Jesus' name. I was walking across a public school high school, Gar High School in L.A. County, when I first had my first job as a teacher, and they gave me a cart, and I had to roll around in this cart <laughs> and move from classroom to classroom. Well, you always start at the bottom, huh, when you're teaching. And as I was walking across the quad, the Lord spoke to me and said, wherever the soles of your feet tread, I've given to you. That was 40 years ago. (laughs) But God's promises remain true, and they never change. Now we come to the children of Israel as they are delivered from the hand of Pharaoh, and they cross over the Red Sea. Hallelujah. You know, some people say, well, that wasn't any miracle. I heard that the Red Sea was only about 10 inches of water. Anybody could walk across the Red Sea in 10 inches of water. Oh, yeah? Then how did Pharaoh's men drown (laughs) in 10 inches of water? (laughs) So they come to the banks of the Red Sea, and Pharaoh is chasing them down. And Moses is praying. And you say, brother, that's a good thing. Well, at this point, the Lord said, get up, stop praying, and start moving. (laughs) Sometimes we got to get up and start moving. And uh, he said, take your rod, point to the Red Sea, and it will divide. And you need to cross over. Let's read Exodus 14, 15, and 16. It's a very blusterous day here. I'm going to add 14 because I like this. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. But lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall walk on dry land through the midst of the sea. Amen. And when they got to the other side, all the women got out their tambourines and their timbrels and they danced before the Lord. And they sang out, the horse and the rider has been thrown into the sea and we have triumphed. Praise God. The shout of victory. You know, in the Old Testament, when the cloud moved, they moved or they crossed over. There's that word again and made a change of direction and location. After two years, they were moving through the wilderness. They came to an aborted crossover. Now, that's important, because sometimes we abort... Oh, Scott, that thing may lift. Thank you. Sometimes we abort our crossovers when we shouldn't abort them, but we give up on them, and we don't obey the word of the Lord, right? You don't want to miss your day of visitation. And... Israel should have possessed the land at this point, but they didn't because of doubt and unbelief. If we don't trust and believe the Lord, we can miss our 
day of crossover and day of visitation. In the time of Jesus, the Jews missed their day of visitation. How sad that is. The children of Israel, they arrive at Kadesh Barnea. They've been out there for two years. Twelve spies were sent out, according to the number of the tribes, to spy out the land. Numbers 13, 23, 24. Um, then they came to the valley of Eshkol, and there cut down a branch with one cluster of grapes. They carried it between two of the... They carried it between two of them on a pole, and they also brought some of the pomegranates and figs. The place they call the Valley of Eshkol because the cluster which the men of Israel cut down there. Right. So it was a land of blessing, a land of flowing with milk and honey and great produce, just as God had promised. And so the problem is 10 of the spies, 10 of the 12, brought back a bad and negative report. You know, you can hurt people with a bad report, a negative report. We need to speak the good, the pure, the lovely. We need to speak the truth of the word of God, but they did not. And the people were bummed out. And they said, we'll never get into the promised land because there's giants in the land and we're like grasshoppers. And so what happened? They began to wander once again and they did not possess the land of blessing. Finally, the people, after 40 years of wandering, they arrive at the banks of the Jordan and they come to a major crossover again when Joshua, Yeshua, which is a type of Christ, takes the younger generation, 19 years and younger, into the promised land. By the way, I believe this new outpouring of the Holy Spirit is going to be poured out mildly upon teenagers mm -hmm. and it, primarily upon middle-aged, uh, middle-aged, middle-school-aged kids. Young teenagers are going to be on fire for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And they're going to perform the miraculous. Let's look at Joshua 1, 2, and 3. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, and you and all this people to the land which I am giving them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, as I said to Moses. So what had happened out in the wilderness, God had told Moses to lay his hands on Joshua. And we know that through the laying of hands, there is impartation of gifts of the Holy Spirit. And Paul laid hands on Timothy, and there was imparted unto him gifts of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes when we lay hands on people, they are gifted. God imparts them a gift that comes from above. Hallelujah. So part of the Spirit, or some of the Spirit that was on Moses, came on Joshua, the Spirit of wisdom and might. And Joshua took the people in to the promised land. And this is a spiritual type of what would happen in Christ and the new covenant. They cross over from a barren wilderness to a fruitful land that flows with milk and honey. They spiritually pass over from the law. The letter of the law kills, but the spirit gives life. The ministry of death and condemnation to the ministry of the spirit, the way of righteousness. Hallelujah. Freedom and glory. The letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Let's read 2 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. We're glad we're reaching out to you with the Word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. Now let's turn to the New Testament. 
and see some great crossovers that occurred there. It's all about the people uh, and the gospel spreading throughout the world. You can move your finger. It's fine. Thank you. <laughs> Philip goes to Samaria. And the word of God reaches there to convert the lost and bring the blessing of the Holy Spirit. Let's look at Acts chapter 8, verse 6 through 8. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits cried with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed, the lame were healed. And there was great joy in the city. And then you they know, laid let me hands. Stop. You know, it's interesting, though. Philip was a deacon. He wasn't an elder. He wasn't a pastor. He wasn't part of the five-fold ministry gifts. But here he is, casting out demons, healing the sick, preaching the gospel, just an ordinary dude being used of God. And God is going to use ordinary people in this move of God to reach the lost with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now let's look at verse 17. And then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Kelly. Up a little bit. All right. Then the gospel reaches the Gentiles. In a great crossover, Peter has a vision and is called to bring the gospel to the Gentiles. At first he said, no, Lord, because the Lord said, arise and eat the forbidden uh, food. But it was a sign that the gospel would move from the Jewish community to the Gentile world as Jesus had promised. One more major crossover is found in the Apostle Paul's ministry. He has a vision. He sees a mysterious man from Macedonia which, by the way, is modern-day Greece, who pleads for Paul to come and help them. Come preach the gospel, Paul. We need you, Paul. Come over here, Paul. <laughs> and Paul knows it's the Holy Spirit. So the gospel crosses over to Europe, just as Jesus predicted. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to what? The remotest parts of the world. Which, by the way, Jesus said the gospel will be preached throughout the whole world before he comes again. And the gospel is being preached throughout the whole world. And we're a part of that. Praise God. You know, the cross represents uh, a crossover with its five points. Where are the five points on the cross? The top, the bottom, the two sides, and right in the middle. Right? And um, Jesus crossed over, which is the greatest crossover in history, from what? Death unto everlasting life through his resurrection hallelujah praise god now here are the five points of crossover nice finger there <laughs> number one a crossover requires faith and trust in god let's look at mark nine twenty three. and jesus said, oh, sorry. oh we got an echo <laughs> Okay, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Now, do you guys really believe what Jesus said? He said, if you could believe, yeah. all things are possible and nothing is impossible with God. What are you facing today that's an impossibility? Exercise your faith. Believe that all things are possible in Jesus Christ. And then act as though it's so. Amen? Yeah. That's true Bible faith. Faith is action. Faith is moving in the direction God tells you to go. And believing it is so. God calls those things that be not as though they are. We're to call those things that be not as though they are. Cancer, get out of my body in Jesus' name. Sickness, leave my body in Jesus' name. I command this inflammation and infection to go in Jesus' name. I'm healed in Jesus' name. I'm strong in Jesus' name. My body's strong. 
My soul is strong. My spirit is strong. See, that's the language of faith. You speak that language, God's going to respond. Praise God. Number two, a crossover requires courage. Everybody say courage. Courage. (laughs) Joshua 1, 7 through 9. Marilyn loves this passage. I do. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. I have not have I not commanded you to be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Praise God. What is the key to meditate upon the word day and night? Do you love the word of God? Do you want the word in your life? Some will say, well, I, Bible, I don't care about that. Hey, that's the most important book you'll ever read. Because it's not a dead book, it's a live book. It has a pulse, a heartbeat. It has life permeating from it. Hallelujah. It's your spiritual food, your spiritual sustenance. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Number three, a crossover takes us to a new place in God. Do you want to go to a new place in God and his kingdom? We come to New Horizons. New visions, new dreams. Jeremiah 29:11. For I know the plans that I think toward you, says the Lord. Plans of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. God wants to give you a future and a hope. And hope is expectation of future good. God has good things in store for us if we walk in his ways and his word. Now Isaiah 55:13. I love this. This was on the cover of uh, a rock album during the 60s, during the Jesus movement. And it was done in a cartoon form. And it's a beautiful depiction of the joy of the Lord in our lives. Um, Instead of the thorn shall come upon the cypress tree. And instead of the brier shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. And you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. And all the hills of the field. Shall clap their hands. Oh, I think it's 12. For you shall go out with joy. Oh, there we go. And be led out with praise. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Clap their hands. Praise God. That's it. Thank you, Casey. Number four. We're almost finished, guys. Could we keep going? Yeah. (laughs) A crossover will take you to a place of no return. Oh, I like that. Mm. I like that, too. I believe it was Cortez when he came to the New World. (laughs) I'm being Sean Connery now. But anyway, uh, you know what he ordered his men to do? Burn the ships. Why would he tell his men to burn the ships? So they couldn't go back. It's a long swim. (laughs) We're to not go back. We're not to look back, guys. When we make our decision, we keep going forward. Paul said, I press on. I move forward to the high calling found in Jesus Christ. Let's read Luke 9, 62. But Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. That's right. So you can't look back. What happened to Lot's wife? She looked back and turned into a pillar of salt. Whoa. You're supposed to keep a low sodium diet, by the way. All right. Number five. A crossover brings great blessing and purpose into our lives. A land flowing with milk and honey appears in the Bible more than 20 times. Always in a very, very favorable context as a land rich and nurturing beyond imagination. The Bible talks about the days of heaven on earth. God wants to bring heaven down upon earth. So a crossover brings us to a new place that is favorable 
and rich. Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Lord, we thank you for those that are listening, Lord, and viewing. Bless them, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Encourage them, Lord. And now we pray for the lost. You're out there viewing, and you don't know the Lord today. You say, oh, my goodness, I don't know Jesus. I know a little bit about religion. I might even have a Bible, but I've never been born again. I'd like Christ in my life. If that's you, pray this prayer, and Jesus will come into your life. Say, Lord Jesus, I invite you to be my personal Lord and Savior. Forgive me for my sins, my wrongdoings. I repent from my sin, and I turn to you, Lord God, Lord Christ. And I ask you to come in now and be my Savior and my Lord and my coming King. I'll worship you. I'll follow you. And I'll praise you all the days of my life. I love you, Jesus. In your name I pray. And for you believers, you've slipped away. The Lord's reminding you, you're not walking with me. I know you, my child, but you're not with me. You're out somewhere else. You're wandering in the wilderness. Come back, says the Lord. Draw near to me, and I will draw near to you. If that's you, pray this prayer. Lord, I know I'm a Christian, but I've drifted. I've moved away from you, Lord. I want to come back. I want to be close once again. I want to have a fire for God. Draw near to me, Jesus. And I will draw near to you. In your precious name, I pray. Amen. Well, praise God. If you prayed those prayers, you're changed on the inside forevermore. All right. You just made a crossover, right, Christy? Hey, guys, crossover in your life and see the hand, the mercy, and the grace of God being poured out. Hey, we'll see you this week for my mini broadcast. Blessings to you. Thank you for listening to Pastor Scott. Here are the five points of crossover. Number one, it requires faith and trust in God. Number two, requires courage. Joshua 1.9 says, be strong and of good courage. Number three, it takes us to a new place in God. Number four, it takes us to a place of no return, so don't look back. And number five, brings great blessing and purpose. You can watch Pastor Scott live every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Facebook and Instagram. Find us at LN Lighthouse. Blessings and see you next time. 